0: This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. Or the process. And although I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, the issues and strategies here are applicable to all of us. Whether you call yourself an artist or not, living is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, dancer, actor, writer, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, tsleil and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about being crazy busy and how I balance everything and not balance everything. I want to talk about the difference between collaborative process and collective creation. And I have your next art police assignment. But before we get going, I just want to remind you to rate and review this podcast, subscribe, tell your friends. That's how we spread the word. And if you are so inspired, any donation helps keep this ad free by going to tarasheyanne.com, donate in the upper right-hand corner, or the link directly to donate will be in the show notes. (laughs) Notes from the studio. In this segment, I talk about where I'm at with my current creative process or process and share with you my coping mechanisms. Because as we all know, making art is not a cakewalk in fact cake is rarely involved i gotta say maybe more cake donuts happen which i've complained about before uh but not a lot of cake so currently it is a very very busy time in theater and dance in vancouver the beginning of the year january the push festival is happening in vancouver And there's all kinds of other events attached to that festival. And I have to say, Vancouver is a vibrant arts town. There's a lot happening. And as such, I am involved in, very fortunately, not one, not two, not three, but four projects right now. And they're not mine. I'm a collaborator in these projects. I'm a choreographer, movement director, and coach at various degrees within these four projects. And this is a reality, I think, for many art makers, that we we work with other people on their projects. We get hired to collaborate and thus kind of put our own things, our own creations on the back burner. And I've talked about that before, just like keeping it simmering on the side one way that I'm trying to keep it simmering the project that I'm working on is to keep talking about it to keep dropping it in wherever I can asking people questions about the theme and the theme I'm working on right now is body image from a female identifying or non-binary perspective in a dance perspective, or a performer's perspective. So I'm around a lot of people who are dancers and actors. So I'm trying to remind myself to to talk about the theme, to think about it, to get other opinions, just to keep it kind of, you know, alive in my mind. Because if it gets too far away, I get kind of panicky (laughs) and feel like, oh, when am I going to have time to work on it? And I have scheduled time to work on it after these Collaborative projects are done, but there is that sense, that fear that things will kind of slip through our fingers if we're not paying attention to them all the time, which brings me to the very real and potent benefit of taking time away from something is that the brain actually gets time to process ideas, memories, information that you may have taken in beforehand. And it's not in the front of your brain, but it's like further back. Your brain is doing all this work. You know when you're trying to remember like somebody's name and you can't remember it in the moment and you're trying really hard. It's super embarrassing. And I don't know, you have to pass notes with your partner. to try and figure out their name so you don't embarrass yourself. I don't know, has that never happened to you? What? Um, And then later on or the middle of the night or two days later, you're like, oh, it's Jerry. It's probably not Jerry. I don't think I know anybody named Jerry. Um, But whatever it is, it pops into your mind suddenly because it's gotten in there and then your brain does all this sorting out without the front brain, the prefrontal cortex being aware which is kind of a great thing about the brain and has a lot to do with our creative lives. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is being this busy. So I'm working on a lot of projects right now. Two of them have already opened. So I'm actually down to two now. One is really giant and the other one I'm doing a little bit on. But I'm essentially working... Like 13 to 16 hour days, which is bonkers because I like to sleep nine hours. Um, so I'm having to be really mindful about my energy because I want to be able to give 110% every time I'm out on the ice. So, um, really paying attention to sleeping and kind of enjoying, I'm actually enjoying the fact that I'm like, eating the same thing every day, keeping it super simple, lowering my decisions so there's no decision fatigue. I'm not like thinking about what I'm going to wear. Luckily in my job, it's black sweatpants every day of the week and I'm eating the same thing. It's like smoothies and chicken and salad. Woohoo. But it's actually freeing up a big chunk of my brain. So that I can be really present in these collaborative studios making this work that um, I want to be proud of. And I want to, you know, give as much of my creative energy as I possibly can. Of course, that's always what we want to do. Another thing I'm realizing that is beneficial to being crazy busy is not complaining about being crazy busy. And this is not a common approach, I'm realizing. I think we all have the habit, most of us, most of the people I talk to is like, oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh, oh my God, I'm so busy. And it's this badge of honor. It's this like, yeah, I'm so busy because I am important and talented and yada, yada. Well... And that might be the case, but I think um, sometimes you just find yourself, you know, things stack up, people's grants come in at the same time, and everybody starts their projects at the same time, so you find yourself super, super busy, and so what I am doing is I'm trying not to complain about it and be really grateful because it is a big privilege to make art and get paid for it and work with all these super interesting people from all different kind of corners of our performance-making world. Some not in the performance world at all, but have like kind of become part of it for various reasons. And that's always super when you get people who are like kind of dipping their toes in or not quite part of the, you know, this culture that we all get used to. So that's pretty fun. So, I'm trying to really focus every day on what's really fun about these. So, being really busy is forcing me to focus on the good stuff. It's forcing me to sleep enough so I can give what I need and want to give to these projects. It's forcing me to really look at what I'm putting in my body, what kind of fuel I'm putting in my body, and realizing that if I am only drinking coffee that I'm gonna crash bad and be super dehydrated so funnily <laughs> I'm really having to focus on being very hydrated I'm also having you know this issue which I think we we all have when we get super busy is when the black fucking fuck am I gonna exercise and I'm a dance artist so it's even more frustrating that I'm like putting movement on all these wonderful, talented people and I'm sitting in a chair for most of it. Um, so I've got my, uh, you know, TheraBand, stretchy rubber thing, trying to keep my muscles going. I'm trying to stand as much as possible, getting, I've got a music stand. So instead of like sitting at the table when I can, I'm standing up with my script on my music stand and doing plies and just trying to keep the blood going, I recently heard something super interesting that even a very short amount of exercise, especially first thing in the morning, and by short, I mean like a couple minutes, will positively affect your brain and how you deal with stress for the whole day. So I'm trying to keep that in mind, even though I can't like go to a dance class or a yoga class right now um, because I literally just don't have the time i'm trying to just that idea of like what if i keep moving all the time and you can't see me right now but i'm moving right now i'm trying to like flap my arms you know um so that those things super important and trying to keep brain space um while i'm in this crazy busy time brain space can happen in a multiplicity of ways um walking I've talked about that before I'm not great at like not either you know phoning somebody having a phone meeting or listening to a podcast or something while I'm walking however because there's so much going on and there's a lot going on in my brain I'm trying to walk without any headphones in without listening to anything and it's really interesting and just letting my brain babble and by the time I get to where I'm going my brain's exhausted of its babble. So I can kind of enter into what I'm doing in a kind of clearer state, I think. So those are ways that I'm, I'm coping with being super busy. I'd love to hear if you have any great strategies for being crazy busy. Cause I know every art maker that I am in contact with or friends with, colleagues, busy is, it's the word often. And um I know we all have ways to get through it and ways to kind of thrive in these busy, busy times. So I'd, I'd love to hear if you have any great things that are really working for you. You can contact me through Instagram, Tara Cheyenne TCP, Facebook, Tara Cheyenne Performance. Now I want to just dip into this concept of being collaborative because the word has, I don't know, I think it's kind of lost its meaning in many ways. I know I've written it on many grant applications. I've entered many projects where people have talked about, oh, it's collaborative, it's collaborative creation. And then you're in there and it's like, this isn't collaborative at all. (laughs) You're making all the decisions and we're just doing your bidding. Um, So I think it's important to just, I don't know, maybe look and reflect on what it really means to be collaborative. all the projects I'm working on right now, luckily for me, are really collaborative in a real way. One of the shows I'm working on right now is called Cypher, and it opens at the Arts Club on February 12th. It starts previewing on the 6th. 2020 if you're listening to this before then it's a co-pro between vertigo theater in calgary and the arts club here in vancouver and the director craig hall runs the most collaborative and healthy open room um that i think i've ever experienced it's it's pretty remarkable and he does it you know i'm not quite sure i'm really trying to like observe how he is m- making sure in just, I think it's also just the way he is. He listens to everybody's input. I've never seen him like, you know, cut anybody off or, you know, respond to anybody's ideas in ways that kind of shuts them down. Even if there's something that it's like, that's not going to get used or that idea is, you know, maybe interesting, but it's not, um, it's maybe not part of this conversation. The person, including myself, who offers the idea, you always feel like that was worthwhile. It was worthwhile that you spoke up. And I think that's maybe the, the nugget to, to take away here in terms of collaboration. Because collaboration doesn't mean that it's just this totally egalitarian collective process. It means that everybody is involved. In making the art. I've been in projects where I'm the hired gun choreographer, and it's like, this is the music. I want it to look kind of like this. Go do it. And, you know, that's not collaborative. Maybe it is a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, putting out the product. Whereas this collaborative process and others I've been in feel like we're really all making something that's never existed before. We all are. It's not just the director and the director's vision, but everything is in process. Everything is growing and morphing while we're creating it so that there isn't a stuck idea. It hasn't been formed beforehand and we all have to plug into the director's idea of what this is going to look like. We're all seeing how it changes as we each bring our skill and talent and ideas to the work. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an important thing, I think, to think about as we try and include more voices, as we try to make everyone feel like their contribution is worthwhile and important. So. Yeah, it's a good thing to spend some time with. What is what is coll- real collaboration and, and how can we make that happen more? How can we make these kind of healthy environments where people feel creative? And that's, you know, that's really the best thing when the whole room feels like they are contributing and being creative and making something together, then um, it's going to be better art. I'm quite certain. And I think this has to do with the difference between responsibility versus power. And I've been in projects where there's somebody in power and they make it really clear that they're in power versus when somebody, often the director or the choreographer, the person kind of leading, they have the responsibility and they make it really clear that they're kind of responsible at the end of the day, but that everyone else is sharing in that responsibility and it's not a, you know, it's not a top-down, it's not a, it's not a pyramid we're working in, it's, it's a much more complex kind of organism. So that's, that's an interesting thing to think about as well. And now a segment I call Art Police, where I am your parole officer and you are the parolee. In the last episode, I gave you the assignment to catalog what you have made, going back as far as you possibly can. So that's episode eight. So if you have not done that assignment, why don't you head on back to that episode and do that assignment? Because I think it really works well to do that one before today's, which is to track the conditions under which you have made your favorite pieces of art. Pieces doesn't sound <laughs> like it really gives credence to what it is, to what a art thing is. Pieces, I don't know, it seems a little thin, little small to me. So I don't know, we're working on a better word for that. Um, so what I want you to do is kind of go back and think about what were your favorite things? Not the most successful things. That's so subjective and kind of, it's out of our hands, really. We don't know what's going to happen to the stuff we make. But you probably have some things that you've made that you, that were your favorites or are your favorites, especially the process. Maybe, maybe it was really fun or maybe it was really hard, but the, the end was just like illuminating and you changed so much and you grew so much. So I want you just to to track the conditions. Were you working alone? Were you working with, you know, one trusted, amazing collaborator or maybe many people were coming in and offering guidance or support or witness to your creation? Were you in a state of, you know, reverence and kind of stillness when you were creating? Was it that kind of calm and then, boof, the idea just kind of hit you across the head like a, you know, a grandma when you've taken a cookie you shouldn't have taken? And geez, that's, this metaphor is out of control. Um, or were you like goofing off and just like, you know, riffing and and being irreverent or ridiculous in the process of making this work. So track it. Be as specific as you can. Think about sound. What kind of sound was involved? Was there music involved? Were there many voices involved? Were you outside? Were you inside? What kind of studio was it? If you were in a studio, was it warm? Was it cold? Was it bare? Was it Full of stuff. I think of some of my favorite times making have been in the fire hall art center here in Vancouver. It's old. It's a little down at heel parts of it, and there's a there's a studio, and the studio is it's full of stuff, and there's posters all over the wall. Some of them are really old, falling down. Some of them are mine. Um, It's kind of grungy, and. When I go in there, I always have to do a good sweep, sometimes even a mop before I start working. But it's so kind of full. It's kind of full and energized with everything that's happened in that room. You know, when you can kind of feel it, it's kind of like in the air. It almost like kind of tingles or crackles. Um So I think about that and what I feel when I'm in in rooms like that. So that works for me. So think about what has worked for you. Maybe it's like a bare white room. I know Twyla Tharp talks about like the empty white room that really works for her. Um, I know people, sometimes they need to sit at a super messy desk with their computer or pen and paper and that does it for them. I know other people where it's like, it's gotta be pristine. But keep in mind that you don't want to start fixating on what is wrong with maybe your present situation. I'm, I'm more after, you know, what are the conditions and have those conditions changed for you? Do you still feel mm, like being in a messy studio or a, having a clean desk? Okay, get to work and I'd love to hear what you find, what you're interested in, what that tracking of conditions illuminates for you. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch Instagram at Tara Cheyenne TCP Facebook Tara Cheyenne Performance or visit our website TaraCheyenne.com and if you feel inspired to donate and help keep this podcast ad-free you can go up to the right-hand corner on our website and click donate or we'll put The link in the show notes. This podcast was produced by Mark Stewart of Mark Stewart Music. Original composition by the same Mark Stewart. And Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a project through Tara Cheyenne Performance. Thanks again. And keep making shit up. This podcast is effing good.